All right. So bonus round, let's talk about going pro. Now, Joe, you, you've, you went pro a while back. You kind of jumped in full, you know, full speed ahead, both feet jumping into the board game industry. You got this really cool job teaching board game design at a, at a college and you got some game signed, but like, let's talk about going pro. First of all, like how in the world did you overcome the fear, uh, the anxiety of doing this? I think that's probably the main reason why people don't do it uh, is, is just the, the fear of like, well, what happens if I totally flop, totally fail? So tell me about overcoming that obstacle and then we'll kind of get into some other things. Sure. So, it was something that I'd, I'd been thinking about for quite a while. So I'd been in my career for 17 years by the time I had left. Now, what did you do so, beforehand? Uh, there was no, oh, sure. So I was in okay. healthcare. I was, um, I, was a, I was a data geek in healthcare. So I was doing all the analysis and reporting and that type of thing in, uh, in healthcare data. And, uh, but for the last couple of years, I, I just hadn't quite got Kind of that same feeling or same passion that I that I first had when I was there. So there was a bit of a push factor there where I was kind of thinking, is this something I want to continue to do for the rest of my life? And at the same time, I had also been introduced to the game design world. And at that point, I had been designing games and in the game design world for about five years. And I really just loved the hobby so much. And I started thinking over the last year or two, okay, is this something I could actually do full time? Is this, you know, can I actually leave my job and do this? And uh, thank goodness I have an incredibly supportive wife. And um, so we talked out, kind of planned it out, and we put together a plan. So we saved up a lot of money, which was uh, a really good idea, and kind of made sure our, all our debts were paid off. And that allowed me to put in my resignation and give them lots of notice, uh, but then to jump into doing this full time. So it wasn't an easy decision because uh, obviously going from you know, a well-paying job with all the benefits and everything to something that is a little bit unsure. Uh, you're never sure when your next game is going to be signed, um, how long it's going to be for your next paycheck, that type of thing. So it's definitely not the type of thing that I would recommend to just anybody, especially if you're worried about how you're going to pay the bills, because it can take a year or two from your game even being signed before you even see a cent for it, uh, depending on the situation. So uh, the only way we were really able to do this was really by by planning it out well in advance, saving up and ensuring that we could get by at least for a while on uh, just my wife's income. So that actually allowed me to take the jump full time. And I was just really lucky to land the teaching gig as well because I hadn't even planned that. I had already put in my resignation and it was a couple weeks before, um, it was a couple weeks before or a couple months before I was actually leaving when a friend of mine sends me an email. It was actually at Origins Game Fair and I got home, uh, or I got to my the place I was staying that evening, and saw an email from him saying that there was this uh, position open at uh, Laurier University. He said you'd be the perfect fit for this. And I uh, I looked over it and I thought, oh, it's it's a little bit of a distance for me to drive, and oh, I'm not sure about it kind of thing. And and then I slept on it, and then I woke up the next morning and I thought, well, why the heck am I not saying yes to this? Like this is an amazing opportunity. I, I've I'm in game design. I've always wanted to teach game design as well. So this is just the perfect opportunity at the perfect place at the perfect time. So I had to put out my application and luckily landed the job. And so I was able to design games and teach. So that gave me a little more stability too. Yeah, very cool. Now, a lot of people have this kind of romanticized or maybe even overly romanticized idea of what it looks like to just be a full-time designer. You know, it's just it's just rainbows and butterflies and happiness and you don't have to deal with anything negative. Uh, but we all know that's not actually the truth. So tell me about your your real experience. Once you dove in, like how is it different than kind of doing it on the side once you are all the way in? 
Sure. So it's it's definitely a different kind of life. And I mean, I wouldn't change it for the world. I've I walked away from my job five months ago and haven't thought about it since. And, and I love it. But um, the only way I was able to really do that was because there was no a financial issue there. Um, if this were the case where um, I had to start making money right away and uh, be able to pay the bills with it, then I think it would be an entirely different situation because I would be um, I'd maybe go about it in a different way and be kind of pushing things a lot, a lot harder or a lot faster, knowing that, you know, income is going to be having uh, a real impact here. So for me, um, it's really changed in that. Well, first of all, I don't have to commute in and out. I uh, I'm, you know, working from home every day, but you have to really be motivated. You have to keep up with your games. You have to keep thinking of new ideas, um, keep pitching, keep talking to publishers, keep working with your other co-designers, and keep moving your games forward. So it's, and like you said, it's it's not all rainbows and and uh, butterflies. It's um, you know slogging out, going to those playtest nights. So there's even more reliance now on you know getting out to these events as much as I can and getting the feedback and um, being able to analyze that critically and try to figure out what that means for my game and and how to make the game better. And definitely you have to have thick skin because if you're doing this all the time as opposed to just once in a while, you're constantly getting that feedback of what's wrong with your game. So you need to be able to really handle that and be able to not take that personally and to say, okay, these people are really trying to help me make my game that much better. So I have to take this input and try to make my game better as a result and it's gonna turn into that much of a better game. So it's, it's definitely a different structure of your day because um, you have to keep yourself motivated. You have to keep working on new games. You have to have new game ideas all the time. You can't just be working on one game because you're gonna get stuck at a point where you say, okay, well, I need a play test on this. Well, nobody's available. I'm, I'm working on this during the day. Nobody, everybody else has day jobs right now. <laughs> so um, you can't get out and necessarily get your play tests in whenever you want. So you have a lot of time where you have to put in and just do the work. Just keep working, keep plugging away at your games and just, just making it happen. Yeah, for sure. I feel like it's easy to forget that it's, it's real work. It's like any other job. You have to put the hours in, put the time in, put the effort in. Uh, and another thing, a lot of people don't realize, it's, it's not about designing when you want to now. Now it's, you have to. Like your paycheck relies on it. Like your, your family's income might rely on it. And so you just have to be aware. It's, it's not just kind of sit around and, and wait for a game design idea to, to bite you in the butt. And it's like, no, I have to go, I have to go catch these ideas and like make them work for me. Uh, what's been the hardest part about going full time? I'd say one of the hardest parts is the availability of other people. So, for example, um, I'm co-designing a number of games with uh, with a with a friend of mine who's an amazing game designer. Uh, but of course, he has a full-time job. This is just a hobby for him and something he just loves to do. So, he may be um, you know at his day job working at something, and I'm you know sitting there working on the game. And it's I I can't necessarily rely on him or anybody else that I'm co-designing a game with to put in necessarily as much time or effort or, you know, be working through the game all day long when they have a day job and they have bills to pay and family and that type of thing. So um, I have to really keep that in mind that, you know, I may have all this time for game design, but I also have to respect the fact that the person I'm co-designing a game with may not necessarily have that time and I may either have to, you know, just give them a bit more time to to get to their part or, 
you know, take on a little yeah, bit more myself. Definitely. Now, what would be your, your kind of closing thoughts, your final advice for somebody who's maybe wanting to jump in, you know, to the full-time game design thing, maybe right, not right now, but maybe sometime down the road, like what would you tell that person? I'd say the best thing you can do for yourself is start planning now. So if this is something you really want to do, you're really passionate about it and you want to do it for a living, then start planning out how you're going to do that. Um, I wouldn't suggest just, you know, uh, quitting, you know, giving your two weeks notice and just jumping right into it, but rather plan out how this is going to work for you. Um, save away some money, make sure that you have enough to cover yourself for a good lengthy amount of time, just in case you don't get any game signed or, you know, that next Kickstarter, you know, you know, it doesn't work and you have to, uh, and you wind up having to cancel it or, or it doesn't fund. So what you really want to do is plan ahead, uh, both from a financial aspect and timing aspect. So how long do you need to set yourself up in order to be able to do this? How much money do you need to set aside so that if you have some lean times, you can do this? And also what kind of support you have? This is a huge, huge part. If you have say a partner or roommates or friends or family that are also living with you, how well do they support that decision? They have to be fully, fully on board with this because this is going to be a major, major change in your life. You're going to be going from uh, most likely, you know, a career where you have a paycheck coming in regularly, you're able to pay the bills, and now you're going to be having these these big gaps. And people are also going to question, oh, well, what are you doing all day? Like, are you just like sitting around playing games and that type of thing? Well, you're actually working. And like you said, it's a job, but it, it's a fun job, but it's still a job. You still have to make money. You still have to get by somehow. So you have to know that it's going to be possibly long gaps between paychecks and that you're gonna to have to really plan ahead for this and know that this is something you really want. So um, that's the best advice I think I can give. Just don't quit your day job now. Plan ahead so that you can do this in the future. Yeah, awesome. Well, again, Joe, really appreciate your time. Appreciate you coming on the show. Good luck with the full-time game design thing and good luck with everything else you got going on right now. Thanks, Gabe.